guys, I have lost count the amount of hours I have spent feeling guilty about something. And if you're anything like me, you have literally found yourself at times wasting your life agonizing over the guilt. And the worst part is we do it on both ends of the spectrum, feeling guilty about wanting to be independent in a relationship and then feeling guilty you are not paying your partner enough attention. Feeling guilty over overindulging in food. Then feeling guilty you are eating healthy and not partaking in your friend's birthday cake. Feeling guilty about putting everyone else's needs first and not actually taking care of yourself. To then taking care of yourself too much and feeling guilty about being selfish. Guilty for deciding not to have kids or guilty for having them when someone you know desperately can't fall pregnant. It's like you're on the freaking teacup ride spinning around and around feeling nauseous and dizzy wondering when the hell it will end. And just when you think it has, your guilt puts in another freaking quarter. So how the hell do we get out of this crazy fun house that actually guys isn't fun at all? Well, today's five amazingly badass, strong, successful women are breaking down how they hit the whack-a-mole on the head and faced their guilt. They're showing us how we too can overcome the constant worry so that we stop allowing it to define who we are, what we do, but even more importantly, hold us back from who we want to become. So guys, welcome to Women of Impact. Tip number one, don't freaking downplay your success. Amy Marin shares why on earth you should never feel guilty for sharing your success. Um, there was something else that you spoke about which I find fascinating, I've personally struggled with this, is don't downplay your success. Yes. Um, it's, you had said that m- more women typically do this. So um, do you have a reason or an explanation why women do this? And then let's break that down because it's still something that I struggle with and find it difficult to have those barriers of like, I don't know if I'm going too far, if I'm going to, you know, light. So let's start with the why. I think we're taught to be really humble and you don't want to look arrogant, especially nowadays they're talking about narcissists and nobody wants to look like that. And so because of that, we go so far to the other end of the spectrum. We think, oh, I'm just being humble or I'm not bragging about myself. But to the point that we really do have trouble just acknowledging, yeah, I put in a lot of hard work and I am successful. And you can see it in compliments. When men get compliments, they're much more likely to say thank you. When a woman gets a compliment, they're much more likely to say, no, you're amazing. And Mm -hmm. we give somebody else a compliment. (laughs) Or we say, no, it wasn't a big deal. We minimize it and really try to pretend like it's... Like it's not something huge or, you know, we just downplay it to the extent that it's almost like we insult the person giving us a compliment. We say, no, it wasn't a big deal. Mm. Or we almost offer something back that sounds kind of crazy. When somebody says, I really like your shoes, we say, oh, these, you know, I got them on sale for 99 cents. (laughs) Why do we do that? I think because we just, again, it comes back to feeling guilty. Like, no, no, I I don't want to acknowledge that I have good taste or I don't want to acknowledge that I I have something that's kind of cool. So we talk about the really small price tag or we try to say it's you know I, f- I found this on sale whatever it is it's almost like there's part of us that feels guilty to just say thank you mm. like we if just saying thank you somehow means that I'm implying yeah I know I'm awesome so right okay so yeah how do you mm. avoid that coming across like that if you say thank you so I think it's okay sometimes to just say thank you when somebody says I really like what you said today in that meeting you just say oh thank you thank you for noticing 
Something else you can do if, you, if that feels too uncomfortable is to acknowledge the hard work that got you there. So when somebody says, I, I love that you uh, got this promotion or I'm so excited for you that you have all this success, instead of just saying thank you or thanks, it's no big deal, say um, thank you, I put in a lot of hard work. And when you acknowledge your hard work that got you there, it doesn't come across as arrogant, but also just gives you credit for the fact that you didn't just wake up and become successful. You put in a lot of hard work to get to where you are, and it's okay to acknowledge that you put in the time and the effort to get there. Yeah, God, I still struggle with that. Knowing where the difference is between owning it if someone's giving you a compliment, right. um, and then let's say the humble brag, right? Like, Because here's what I struggle with. I don't want other people to feel badly about themselves. Yep. But at times, I'm freaking proud of something that I've done. And so it's like, I, especially if they're close to me, I want to like say, oh my God, like, did you see this? I'm really proud that I had gotten myself to this point. I've worked hard, I've taught myself, whatever it is. But if it's to somebody that potentially isn't in a good place, I find myself just not saying anything. Right. Um, because I don't want to hurt that person's feelings. And so I really struggle with that because especially some people who are close to me, they're like, no, I want you to tell me. But I know it's still going to hurt their feelings. Right. So I think it's about knowing, you know, you can be tasteful. And so if somebody's going through a really specific struggle and you just succeeded in that exact same area, then maybe you don't want to say it that mm. day. But <laughs> it's okay, I think, to share your success with people and to know that that maybe you're inspiring them too. Maybe you give them hope if they know that you succeeded in an area or you achieved something and they know you, they may want to learn from you mm. too. So that and that it's not your job. You're not in control of how other people feel about themselves any more than they're responsible for how you feel about yourself. So it's okay to talk about it. And maybe every once in a while somebody else will feel bad, but at the same time, there's probably plenty of other people that you'll inspire. And mm. even if they do feel bad, uh, that's up to them to figure out how to take care of themselves. And it's not up to you to shrink yourself, minimize yourself, or try to protect other people. It's okay to be proud of the successes mm. that you have. Tip number two, choose your journey. Sonia Hatta and Lillian Garcia share exactly why you shouldn't feel guilty for having kids or not having kids. I was so approaching this episode from like, as women, what different choices did we make? Um, and then talking about those choices and how it wasn't easy for any of us. So why are we always judging each other when we're all struggling to own our decisions? And then I came across a quote of yours that really hit me. What? You don't breastfeed your baby? You use yeah. formula? You must be lazy. You don't use clothes diapers? You feed your baby food that is not organic? What does a stay-at-home mum even do all day? So why do women even think like this? What might be right for you and your baby may not be what other cho others choose to do. We all need to stop criticizing and judging other parents. And it hit me, I was like, wow, here I am worried about women judging each other for the different choices we make. And you had literally said, but even when we make the same choices, we're still judging each other mm -hmm. on the type of mother we're going to be. So, so yeah, you just completely opened the door to something I'm desperate <laughs> to talk about. Well, I, I thankfully did not have a problem with breastfeeding and I see lots of women that struggle with it. They can't produce the milk and they're judged when they have to give formula, but they physically cannot make milk. And yet moms are telling them like, I can't believe you're giving your baby formula and they can't produce the milk. And it's like, you're already in a hard spot. You haven't been sleeping, you're this, you're already being judged. Like I 
just it didn't matter if I was throwing away a regular diaper people were criticizing why don't you do cloth diapers to mm. help the environment you have a for-purpose business you want to make mm. money matter why don't you do this and this and this and you know what I don't have time for it and I did diapers and I just organic food I have all these, you know, I was trying to make for my first daughter, I was at home, my husband was gone speaking, so I'd be like, okay, I'm gonna cut up some butternut squash and I'm gonna do the food processor, do it all, and look at me, I did it. Like, everyone, please don't judge me. But I was exhausted, and it's like, for all the moms out there that do have children and, you know, want to work or work one day, just know, like, it will get easier, and, you know, I just want all the moms just to be easy on themselves, and you know what, if there's laundry, my house is a mess right now. It's a mess, but I'm okay with it. And my husband's okay with it because I get to be there for my children. I am here. Mm. I am like doing so many other things. So like moms just have to be easier on themselves. And you know what? If you need to take a nap, if you have, can mm -hmm. take that nap. If you want to go for a run and work out and that gives you joy, remember to take care of yourself. Mm. Um, I think self-care is really hard to do mm. when you're a woman not even a mother, because I'm sure you guys will do whatever you can for your husband. You know, you will, when you were saying someone said you're not mothering or nurturing, yes, you are. I've seen you with your puppies. I've seen <laughs> you with Tom. I've seen you with your businesses that you've created. A business is a baby. Mm -hmm. And so I really think that it's just everyone needs to be easier on themselves. Yeah. So how do you do that? Because you know me, I'm oh. always like, give me exactly what you were thinking in that moment. So you've got people saying, I can't believe you, you own a for-profit, uh, for, you know, purpose company and you're just trashing this stuff. Mm -hmm. So you're feeling the guilt, it's building up, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. That moment where you're like, you know what, this is holding me back and you decide, you know what, I'm still gonna use it. How do you actually then do it? Because I'm sure a lot of women right now are listening and everyone feels feels the guilt. And I want to talk about guilt with you as well because mm -hmm. I, I had to mm -hmm. go over a lot of guilt as well. Feeling the guilt in that moment and saying, but I'm still not going to listen to it and succumb to it. I thankfully have a great husband. And for the women out there that are single or widowed, I really think if you have a good friend or a family member to help you see that because it's hard at the moment. Right. And so mm -hmm. thankfully I was able to cry, okay. which a good cry always helps. And, um, <laughs> yeah. and like actually communicate with others and hear their insight because sometimes you don't always see it. So it's really nice to be able to talk to him and for him to just be like, babe, you're an incredible mother. I like what you are doing is good for you. And I just the affirmations that he gave mm -hmm. me, I'm not a uh, words of affirmation for the five love languages. That's not me, but at that moment I needed it. And mm -hmm. so I think that if you can't get through it by yourself, talk to somebody and over time you'll be able to get over that all those things mm -hmm. too. So it just, you need time and communication. I think yeah. for all things that you're hurting about yeah. and it must have taken so much strength for you to say that out loud it's embarrassing right. like when you're sitting there and I'm like oh my gosh like am I not a good mom like right. was was I deserving of these children where these all these women are trying to have kids and I you know I got pregnant a lot quicker than I imagined you know I wanted to have a baby at 35 I was like I need 10 more years to build my career I want this and that and all of a sudden I had my daughter and mm -hmm. it was a shock and it was really difficult mm -hmm. um let's was so, before let's put a pin in that because like, i want to talk about the guilt thing for not having kids yeah did you feel any guilt when you first were going to just follow your career 
I didn't feel like the instant guilt because I felt like I had time. And mm -hmm. so I, when people would tell me, oh, what about kids or something? I'm like, oh, yeah, no, that's coming. Mm -hmm. It's coming. Even though I knew in my head at that moment, I was like, oh, no, it's not coming. Right. Like, I don't feel like I'm made to be a mom. Like, this is not for me. Yeah. Even now, if somebody said, yeah, how could you not have kids or something? Yeah. I literally would be because my path is different. Yeah. I just have a different path. Everyone has a different journey. Yeah. So stop trying to impose your journey on my mm. journey, mm. you know? And I think it's important that everyone chooses what's right for them. I think that that's the mistake is when we're choosing what's right for society or mm -hmm. the society says, that's when you get into trouble. What's up, guys? As you know, I believe every single woman on this planet needs to find their superpower because they really do have one. They need to set their future goals and be the hero of their own life. But every hero has their own journey. And the only way to master your superpower to achieve those goals is to track every step of the process. Now, that's where the Impact Theory Planner comes into play. Now, the Impact Theory Planner created by myself and the hubby allows you to track your goals for two full months. That's 60 days where you can look at your goals daily, weekly and monthly. We actually created it so the planner was actually undated so you can start at any point in your journey at any point of the year. The daily pages keep you on task with daily guidance and strategic prompts. Now, if you know me, I like to actually track this. I like to know if what I'm doing is working or if I'm actually taking steps back. It's really important to know if you are getting towards your goal or not. Now, the weekly pages keep you accountable, and that's what I freaking love, and it fine-tunes your focus. And the monthly pages help you reflect on your progress and helps you evolve. The first month of the planner includes a habit tracker and our 25-point impact theory belief system. You'll also find 30 extra blank pages for note-taking, brainstorming, working through patterns and beliefs and all the things that come to your mind. You just need somewhere to jot them down. And if you don't have a post-it handy, then this is the one for you. You'll also find curated motivational quotes throughout the pages of Impact Theory Planner, which I love. It's never too late to start planning your goals today, guys. You can purchase the Impact Theory Planner by clicking the link in our episode show notes or visiting Amazon.com because let's face it, who doesn't want freaking buy from Amazon. So go to amazon.com slash shops slash impact theory. Once again, you can click the link in our episode show notes, guys, or visit amazon.com slash shops slash impact theory to get your journal today. Go be the hero of your own life, guys. Use this journal, improve, get better every time. Peace out. If you own your own business, when an employee leaves your company, whether on good terms or bad, it can feel, I hate to say it, but it actually can feel personal, like you and you alone are the one to blame. And it actually may even trigger you to lock down your business, not open yourself up and not actually risk trying anyone else. Like you actually would your heart after a bad breakup and avoid looking for that new partner altogether. Well, let's face it, sometimes we can do that with hires as well. And trust me, guys, I've been there. I get the thought of bringing in a new stranger into your business actually fills your heart with more anxiety than it does love and joy. But when you post your jobs on LinkedIn, you can actually feel the confidence that you will find the right person for the right job fast because LinkedIn isn't actually just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion billion with a B professionals, which makes it the best place to hire because guys, it gives you access to professionals that you actually can't find anywhere else. And so LinkedIn does all that while making the process easier 
easy and intuitive, which then makes hiring with confidence easy when you have that many quality candidates. And it's so easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get qualified candidates within 24 hours. So post your jobs for free at linkedin.com slash Lisa. That's linkedin.com slash Lisa to post your job for utterly free. And of course, terms and conditions always apply. As an entrepreneur, one of the biggest challenges you will face is a negative voice in your head. You know who I'm talking about. That may be not so small part of you that loudly doubts your abilities to actually pull the things off and make a living from your passion project. But you've got to overcome that negative voice in your head, homie, because I'm telling you, you can do it especially if you use Shopify. Now, Shopify is an all-in-one global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From launching your business to hitting a million dollars, Shopify has got you completely covered. And with all the built-in Magic AI award-winning customer service and the internet's best converting checkout, you have everything you need to shut down the voice of doubt and make all your amazing business dreams a reality. That's exactly why, guys, I love Shopify. So if you want to start growing your business with more customers and sales, shut that negative voice down and prove her wrong that you can do it, Shopify is here for you. So go and sign up for just $1 a month with your trial period at shopify.com slash Lisa, all lowercase. Again, guys, you can go to shopify.com slash Lisa right now to grow your business, no matter where you are and what stage it's in. That's shopify.com slash Lisa. How do we know when it's time to break up with our other half? Will having kids ruin both of our dreams? Why on earth can we not control that ugly jealousy that rears its head? When do you know if it's time to actually move in together or get the hell out? These are just a few of the no-holds-barred, no-freaking-BS conversations we'll be tackling on our new YouTube channel, Relationship Theory. Along with my hubby, Tom Billu, we bring our 20 years of experience and discuss openly all of the obstacles that have smacked us in the gut on a daily freaking basis. There's always going to be issues, guys. We've had to deal with family pressure, financial struggles, and a never-ending stream of obstacles. And just when you think one problem is solved and you're done, 10 others come and slap you in the face. And let me tell you, if you can't deal with the inevitable struggles that are going to come on with this relationship, there's no way you'll be able to stick together. Like most of our success, Tom and I, we've gotten where we are by making a lot of mistakes and then learning all along the way. And now, through our relationship theory, we're starting to share with you what we've learned. Tom and I will tell you that if you want to stay together, you better open up or shut up. We'll also share how some secrets on how to keep the sexual spark alive and practicing tools to help you stop fighting. Because fighting may be inevitable, but these are the tools in order to help you stop. So guys, whether you're in a relationship or not, learn how to freaking level up on your game by subscribing to Relationship Theory at youtube.com forward slash relationship theory or click the link in the top of the episode description. So until next time, people, be the hero of your own life. Peace out. Tip number three, let shit go. Natalie Ellis shares why you can't be everything to everyone. So what happens when your personal why comes into conflict with your business why? 
That's a really good question. So I've had this happen so many times. Last year, it came, it like really happened in a big way where my husband quit his job. He wanted to start his own company. And I was like, yep, great. We'll 100% support you with that. But I need help because I'm traveling around the world doing events for a month. It's going to be intense. Can you come and support? So he was around and I had zero time to spend with him. You know, when you're just so exhausted, you have nothing left to give. And to try and do it would just be, would really not be an integrity for myself. And it caused so much tension between the two of us. And he was like, I feel like you don't love me. You don't want to spend any time with me. And what we realized from that is, you know, not everything's always going to be in balance. And yes, you might be doing this thing for your family, but in order to actually do the thing, you're going to have to sacrifice something sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so we really believe in harmony where some months we'll spend so much time together and other months we won't. But it's about those conversations you have beforehand. And I feel like if I'd really explained to him before we went traveling, I'll have no time with you and I'm going to really need this from you and just was more upfront about it, then we wouldn't have had that big argument Mm. or arguments. Um, and so that's what I do now. I say to him, if it's like a crazy week, I, I've got a really crazy week this week. I might need a bit more support. I might be a bit more on the edge or I might not be cooking dinner for us and just setting that expectation. And once he knows that, I feel like he can't come and say, well, why are you not spending mm-hmm. time with me? So it's, it's a balance. Have you always been in tune in that way to be able to articulate to him, hey, I might be a bit off balance myself or I may be agitated or whatever. Have you always been that self-aware? I've been aware, but I had a lot of guilt in that I thought if I wasn't showing up as the best wife and all the things, then there was something wrong with me. And so I know internally, okay, I really just needed him to support me a little bit more, but I wasn't voicing that. So I was showing up at home, exhausted, still trying to cook dinner, having no conversation whilst I'm eating dinner. And he's like, wait, you said you want to spend time with me, but you're not even showing up. Mm -hmm. Whereas now I'm I'm more confident in myself to be able to say, no, I'm not cooking dinner tonight. Or I'm just wanna, I want to go and eat on my own. I want to mm-hmm. spend time on my own. But I don't know. It's, it's one of those things where you can just feel so much guilt around not doing it or doing it all or being all the things to everyone at one time. Yeah, I mean, God, I have definitely suffered for that when I first started entrepreneurship as well. My husband's like, oh, you're just shipping a couple of bars off the living room floor. <laughs> it's not much, you know, not a big deal. And before I knew it, you know, I had 40 employees underneath me and running our shipping department. Um, but I, I then had to make that transition because I so wanted to be a good wife. And it was very difficult for me to let go because I wanted both. It was like, as much as I didn't enjoy being a housewife, I really did um, want to still be a good wife and support him in the way that he wanted support. And so I really did struggle with the guilt aspect of it. Um, how did you get over that? I think it definitely still comes up for me every now and then okay. where like there'll be times where even with my business partner Danielle there'll be times where I just feel like I'm not showing up in the best way for her like I might be like busier or I might not be able to like hold space for things she's going through or that kind of thing so it still comes up for me I've really tried to just you know do the do enough inner work that I realize that my worth and my value is not defined by how many hours of work how much time I put in how many things I do for people but actually it just is and I Mm -hmm. am and everything else on top of that is a bonus that's one thing that helped and another thing I just had like a really upfront conversation with Steve my husband and I said to him I feel like if 
I'm not doing X, Y, Z, you aren't as attracted to me or you don't love me as much. And I like put my whole self out there crying mm. and he was, he was just so surprised that I felt that way and really reassured me. And that, it, you know, if it comes up, then I will say to him, I'm feeling that thing again. Can I have some reassurance? Mm -hmm. And he'll get, oh, this is just one of her things. I'm gonna help her work through it. Tip number four, find the right balance. Beth Manos Bricky shares why you don't need to deprive yourself. The thing right. is now I'm balanced, and I'd love to know your thoughts because you've really suffered with the same things, Beth, is I, it's not even just about the squidginess because I'm like, okay, my pants are tight, like my butt's filled out so Tom likes it. But I started to notice that I was getting, um, my body temperature started to rise. So I wear an aura ring and when I sleep, my sleep, okay. since I've been eating mm. coconut mm. sugar and coconut flour and like cookies and you know stuff like that, my body temperature is like up three degrees. Wow. I'm sweating way more than I normally wow. do. My brain fog has like oh, wow. quadrupled because I still suffer from a little brain yeah. fog in a way. And I'm freaking tired all the time. I mean, I think that's I, your answer. I know. But then there's that, but then there's that <laughs> yeah, conflict exactly. between the fact that like, but I can now eat it. But this is what I think then, is that you've had that experience, right? So number one, I'm assuming you have zero regrets having that experience. Number yeah, two, yeah. for me, I think we should limit if we're turning to food to placate certain emotions that we're not managing on some yeah. baseline level. I think that's where we get into problems. You're Greek, like I am. Food is family, food is community, food is emotion, food is tradition. I struggled with that myself where I got to a certain level of managing my leaky gut, beating a parasite, dysbiotic bacteria, constant bloating and gas and feeling like just crap all the time. I got to that level and I did very aggressive, severe things because I was sick and tired of feeling sick and tired and it was all worth it to mm -hmm. me to do that. And then I was like, how do I find the sustainability and the balance to maintain this level of health that is the most important thing to me, but still live a life where I'm not mm -hmm. having food FOMO, where I'm enjoying experiences and trips and family and foods that taste so good. And for me, I joke about being an abstainer because it's really easy for me. I like some amount of, as, while I'm a rebel, I do like some level of rules. It helps me follow something. Um, I've also learned a lot about myself, getting back to listening to my body and listening to the whispers. I've learned part of why I love being an abstainer is that control. When I started to learn that I could trust myself to have these experiences, these moments, the coconut sugar paleo treats that maybe after four servings start to bloat, but one or two, um, provide me with a really joyful experience. Sugar mm. and carbs make us happy. Like there are neurotransmitters created in your gut when you eat foods that make you happy. Like we're not bad people because these foods make us happy. We're human beings that have things going on. So for me, it's about finding that balance. And sometimes we have to go to the one extreme to the other to be like, okay, this wasn't working and it's not sustainable. Neither is gorging myself on every paleo treat that I can get my hands on. Well, there's gotta be a middle road. And then the other thing I was gonna offer as like a, an actual tip or, or something you can take in, and this is something I use with my clients, going back to what do you want? It sounds like you want to not feel like shit. Yeah. That's number one for you. More than a little bit of extra weight on your body is that's most important. Then it's about, is it worth it? Does that food help me to continue to feel like my best? If the answer is yes, but only one, then yes, but only one. If the answer is no, it's not worth it, but you still eat it, 
eat it, know there's going to be consequences, and leave it at that without any significant shame or feelings well, of guilt. This, I think so, like, if I want to eat, like, this happened, like, a couple, I, someone made these, like, amazing gluten-free muffins or whatever. doesn't matter if they're gluten-free or not. If you yeah. eat 11 of them, yeah, like, they're not You're going to feel like a dumpster yeah, fire. You know, just, like, shit. No, but seriously, like, oh, yeah, one would be fun. You said, oh, yeah. if you have one or two or 10 or 20. Yeah. Like, so what yeah. I did, I had, like, a, like, I was, like, the guy's, like, oh, he's, like, I made these blueberry pumpkin gluten-free muffins and I was I was like oh shit like I knew this was a bad moment that or french fries I'm screwed so I was like okay I, I said to him I'm only gonna have this time I'm only gonna have one well that was stupid because I know myself that one I ate the entire the whole tray he comes back he's like where's all the muffins for everyone else <laughs> you're like so what muffins there were no muffins exactly so my point is the per knowing your personality type I think is so crucial mm-hmm. in picking any of this stuff mm-hmm. because you're you you kid yourself like mm-hmm. I I knew that that was not that was not that was going to happen if I even had right one. Be like, but this time I can do but it But this time and I think with your situation and anybody out there that's dealing with the same thing I think you have to give yourself permission it's really important yeah. that we give ourselves permission mm-hmm. to avoid shame guilt whatever and say okay I'm going to spend two months or a month figuring out what balance works best mm-hmm. for me and you know going in okay, I'm going to have a week or a couple days where I'm brain foggy and I'm feeling like crap, but this is a test. Like this yep. is for me to How figure far out is it? what works mm-hmm. for me. And then when somebody else is asking, it's like, hey, here's my balance. Here's yep. how I found it. Here's how you can find it too. Tip number five, actually want good things for yourself. Nadra Zabayan shares why you should not feel guilty about wanting amazing things for yourself. So in fact, going to judging yourself, I think... Um, it's very typical, especially women, and I try not yeah. to generalize, but that we do blame ourselves for things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've got a great quote of yours <laughs> about blaming ourselves. Um, would you ask the sun why it shines brighter on some days than others? <laughs> would you ask the moon why it breaks the darkness on some nights and not others? Such is the course of life. Some days we give our best, but other days we just exist. Some days we are kings and queens of our minds and Mm -hmm. souls, and some days we are spaces to our hearts. Yes. Um, Um, So I think on those dark days, on the days that the sun isn't shining, we blame ourselves, right? Like it's our fault, we're doing this. But I love that when you say like, that analogy of like, if you just look at it in a, as a totality, yes, it's just the circle of life. Yes. So talk to me about that. It's so powerful. We are very hard on ourselves, especially during this time with social media being mm. so overwhelming for so many people. We think that every single day we need to have something amazing going on in our, in our lives or we have to be positive all the time. I can't tell you how many times people ask me, how do you stay positive all the time? And I'm just like, I'm not. <laughs> Good for you. You but think I that, that I am, but I'm not. Yeah. I'm not positive all yeah. the time. And so I feel that we are very hard on ourselves when we look at the lives of others and say, why haven't I achieved that? Or why haven't I achieved something similar to that? What more could I be doing? And so you're constantly focused on what needs to be done instead of what needs to prepare you for what needs to be done. And, and mm. right? So yeah. you, want, you want the recognition, you want the relevance, but you don't want to do the hard work that leads to that. Mm-hmm. And so I, I wrote that just to say that 
first of all, I always say you are the sun. The very first entry in Mind Platter is titled You Are the Sun. So I, I envision and visualize that I am a sun. And some days I'm very bright and other days I, I'm hiding and you can barely see me. And, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with not constantly being that shining light on everyone and everything. There's nothing wrong with you taking time, first of all, to take care of yourself. And second of all, to, to ask yourself, where am I and where do I want to go? Instead of just saying, I want to be... I want to be in the spotlight. Mm. You can't be always in the spotlight. And if you are, that's going to burn you out at some point. It's the same with happiness, I think, as well. Right? Me included, like I'm always looking like, oh, I want to be happy, I want to be happy. But understanding that you can't always be happy. No. And it's that precise notion mm -hmm. that allows you that when happiness does come, for it to be so um, yeah. consuming and enjoyable. Yes. But I don't think we would have that if we always had happiness. If you have nothing to compare it to. Right. I am not of the mindset um, that it's okay to tell people, just be grateful for what you have because look at all the people suffering and struggling. Okay. Because I feel that, that that gives people a sense of guilt for oh. wanting certain things huh. in their lives. Um, yeah. certain things that very much could be needed, like love and like, and, and I know that, you know, some people will say, well, that, that person doesn't have money to buy food and you're saying that you want to be loved, but love is such a fundamental thing to all of us, right? Dude, that's so hit me. You're so <laughs> right. So, so I don't like that attitude of saying, just be grateful for what you have because, because of all these other bad things. It kind of puts you down in a way that makes you feel like you are asking for too much or you are being selfish by asking for something that you need, right? It, it's, it's not dealing with the issue that you're going through. Yeah. It's telling you compare it to something that's worse. Instead of saying compare it to something that's worse, say go help that person, right? Help them. This is the need that they have. Go help them with it if you can, but also help yourself with mm. what you need. Guys, thank you so much for watching that. And if that brought you value, do click that subscribe button for more bad arsery. And if you want to follow me, follow me at Lisa Billu. And until next time, guys, be the hero of your own life. Peace out.